the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed the Bob France Authority. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour. Oops, I'm a liar. It's now eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this free-for-all Friday edition. It's the 29th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Coming up in about a half an hour on the program, we're going to talk about the border crisis. It is a crisis. There is no way to say it any other way unless you are looking for synonyms for crisis, such as emergency. Uh, it is chaos. It is as bad as it, ha- as it has ever been. That is not a, an overstatement. That is not hyperbole. This is the reality of the situation. This is not about politics. It's not about proving Trump right, building walls, or anything else. This is a very serious emergency, and there is no amount of Democratic dismissals uh, of the... Uh, of the real problem there that is going to make this go away. They can pretend, they can bury their head in the sand, they can turn and pretend that this is not happening. Uh, they would just be lying. And I know that's a little bit redundant because it's just pretty much what Democrats do. But in this particular case, this is getting to be ridiculous. CDP Commissioner Kevin McAlinan says they're shifting 750 officers over from the ports of entry to deal with an influx of Central American migrants and unaccompanied minors. He says it will slow down commerce as the officers are now needed to help with processing and transporting families along with hospital watches. McAlinan says the Central Americans know they cannot simply be repatriated and will likely be let into the country if they come here. The only way to fundamentally address these flows is for Congress to act 
and to reinstate integrity into our immigration system. He says they arrested and encountered 100,000 migrants in March, the most in any single month in over a decade. How can anybody, and I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, if you're blue or red or what you are, how can anybody suggest that 100,000 migrants crossing our border in the month of March illegally demanding, you know, making phony asylum claims and phony refugee status claims, how can that be viewed as anything less than an emergency? How can that be viewed as anything less than a crisis? And they're being released into the United States because there is no room to hold them. We are at maximum capacity. We are past maximum capacity. We are at double maximum capacity. And so these people are being released into the United States. They will never be heard from again. Unless some of them go out there and commit crimes and are discovered that way. They will not come back for deportation hearings. They will not come back for asylum claim hearings. They will not come back for refugee status hearings. They will disappear into the American society doing Lord knows what. That's the problem. We have a right as a free, sovereign nation to know who's here, to know where they are, and to know what they're doing, especially if they are not American citizens. We have the right to know that. The Secretary of Homeland Security made this very clear. The only people who can solve this problem, the only people who can deal with this crisis and this emergency is Congress. The CBP says so many Central American families and unaccompanied minors have flooded in, they have nowhere to detain them, and are simply releasing them into the country. Marisa Limon Garza with the Hope Border Institute in El Paso says she hopes authorities are helping migrants connect with nonprofits like theirs upon release. We're operating community-wide all the way to Albuquerque, which is a four-hour drive, up to around 25 shelters on and off through different parts of the week. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen reportedly has written a letter asking Congress to give them authority to deport unaccompanied children home more quickly and hold families in detention together until their asylum cases are determined. That has to be done. There's there's just no answer, you know, no other answer that would be sufficient here. This rule about not being able to hold them past 20 days and then having to release them and their families into the country is just an absolute, uh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's devastating. It is, it is making a mockery of American sovereignty. We no longer hold control of our border. And the reason for that is liberal congressional Democrats who don't want control of the border. They do not care that thousands and thousands are coming across every single month. They want them there. And then they don't want the census to ask whether or not they are here legally or not because their population increases will lead to more Democrat representation in Congress, and those population increases will thus lead to more Democrat power. This is plotted and being carried out by the liberal Democrats running the House of Representatives right now. And they did it with the willing assistance of ridiculous Republicans in Congress during the last two years that the Republicans held it. Paul Ryan, Kevin McCarthy, the rest of the weak need cowardly Republicans who wouldn't demand that we deal with this when we had the majority. 
It is an absolutely chaotic situation, and it's got to be dealt with sooner rather than later. As a matter of fact, it's too late already. It can't be. It's too late to say let's do it sooner rather than later because it's too late for sooner. Sooner left already. It is now already too late. But we have to act before it gets even worse in this too late period. Congress needs to change the asylum laws. We cannot just say people get to say the magic words and then they get released into the United States. It's a joke. Because those words are known and are being spread all over Central America. They're being spread all over the world because they're not all Central Americans coming across our border, coming up through Mexico. The President of the United States needs to act, by the way, as it pertains to Mexico. He had some harsh words for them at, uh, for the Mexican leadership at the rally yesterday in Grand Rapids, but he needs to follow that up with action. And I don't care what aid you have to strip Mexico of. I don't care what uh, taxes or, or what uh, tariffs you need to place on Mexican goods. Something needs to be done to tell Mexico, strengthen your own freaking border. Stop this, this, this conduit that you, your country has become. Stop it from just being a bridge from Central America to the United States. You are responsible for our misery. You, Mexico, are just as responsible as our pathetic liberal uh, leadership in the United States House of of, uh, Representatives. Take some control of your borders because you happen to share a border with us. And if you do not, you are going to be the ones who pay the price. Again, the president hinted at that last night in the Grand Rapids rally. He said Mexico it's going to cost them a hell of a lot of money, his words, uh, if they don't do something about this. But it's got to be more than a rally. It's got to be more than just something that gets red hats clapping and cheering in Grand Rapids. It's got to be more than that. He needs to get down to Mexico, sit down with Mexican leadership, and explain it. This is what you need to do. We share a border with you. And your economy depends an awful lot on what we are able to provide for you. It's about to take a massive hit if you don't get a control, get control of this. We are bringing hundreds of thousands of illegal people into this country. Illegal aliens, illegal asylum seekers who know doggone well they're not being persecuted for, for religion or political purposes in their home, in their home countries. But all they have to do is make the claim. Make the claim and then they get set free for Three months, six months, two years, however long it takes before they're supposed to come back for their asylum claim hearing, and they never, 90 plus percent, these numbers are documented. Even the left will agree that once they are set free, 90 percent of them never come back for their hearings. They just live illegally in the United States. It cannot be allowed. It cannot be allowed to continue. It is beyond crisis level. And yet you still have liberal Democrats sitting in Washington doing interviews on CNN and MSNBC and calling this a manufactured crisis. Trump invented a crisis. It's not a problem. He's a racist. He doesn't want brown people from Central America coming. It's not a crisis. Until, of course, they see pictures of, of migrants essentially, you know, homeless and stuck in situations where they're, you know, they look like they're packed together uh, like sardines in the overflow areas that we have, and then they're complaining that they're not being treated with enough humanity. Then they're saying that's a crisis. Well, do you morons not understand what 
crisis begets another crisis. If you don't change the laws and change the rules and circulate the, that word around the country, around the globe, really saying the U.S. is not is no longer open for uh, open asylum business. If you don't change those rules and let everybody know, they're going to keep coming. They know because they're smart to get, well, the getting's good. And right now they're getting into the United States because it's a free pass. It's easy. We're over capacity at our holding detention centers. And so they are being led into the country, being escorted into the country by uh, Customs and Border Patrol. This is what the Democrats wanted. And it's exactly why we need to stop it. Maria Espinosa, again, she runs the Remembrance Project, going to be joining me at about 9.35 with more on this. Other huge news today, Kim Fox in trouble. Jussie Smollett in trouble. City of Chicago cracking down. Lawsuits to come. We'll talk about that as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. After the- hey, my friends, Bob France here, and I want to qu- ask you a quick question. How's your health? How are you feeling? You feeling good? Are you sleeping well at night? Do you have enough energy during the day? How the joints feeling these days? You carrying around any extra weight? If you have any of those problems, I want to talk to you about Calitrin because it is designed to alleviate all of the above, give you better sleep, give you more energy, uh, kind of soothe that joint pain, and help you lose weight, which of course is good health for all of us. Now, Calitrin is not drugs; it is completely one hundred percent all natural, and it is a uh, the kind of weight loss that is healthy weight loss. We're not going to promise you ten pounds gone. In five days, the way some of these drug products do, that, by the way, also impact other medications you might be taking, Calitrin is very, very different. My friend Elizabeth from Calitrin actually experienced this herself. And uh, she'll tell you exactly how that worked. Oh, my goodness. I really, I really, truly love this product. I I had a baby a couple of years ago, and I gained a little bit of weight, uh, or a lot of weight, maybe I should say a lot of weight, um, with that pregnancy. And after, uh, you know, after I had her, I was, I was just struggling to lose the weight. And I wanted something safe. I wanted something natural. Calitrin helped me lose that weight. I lost 40 pounds, and I've kept that off for two years now, and now I just use the product for maintenance. You're not saying, hey, take the stimulant product and lose the weight. And, you know, it's, it's good for you, so you can, you don't have to worry about you know, it hurting anyone. It's it's 100% all natural and safe. So she used it to lose weight after pregnancy, and we can all use it to lose weight no matter what our conditions are, and we're going to make it easy for you right now with this special offer from Calitrin. Buy one proven 90-day supply of Calitrin, get $20 off the price, and get two months free. That's right. Just call this phone number, 833-TOP-LOSS. 833-TOP-LOSS, or log on to toploss.com. And when you use the promo code AUTHORITY, you'll get that special deal. 90-day supply, $20 off, two months free. That's 833-TOP-LOSS by phone or online at toploss.com with the promo code AUTHORITY. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. Bob Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer nine twenty four. Now the Bob Authority continues on AM fourteen twenty. The answer coming up uh, in about uh, ten. We're going to talk to Maria Espinosa, the Remembrance Project, about this uh, crisis. Look, if anybody is you know trying to uh, fool you, uh, try, you know, I mean, seriously, do not be deluded. Do not be <clears throat> clueless about what is going on on the southern border. Uh, this is more than a wall now. I want you to understand that. This is not about, you know, b- you know, build the wall, build that wall. But this is beyond that. We are at the breaking point. T- 
top border officials are telling us that it has never been this bad in the history of illegal immigration in this country. It is worse now than it has ever been. Now, I want you to consider that uh, uh, and think about that when you consider the fact that the president of the United States we elected was elected to stop illegal immigration, probably more than any other issue. Probably more than any other issue, including the economy and taxation. We voted for President Trump on immigration because we knew what that would mean to the economy. And and he made that the centerpiece of his campaign, and yet here we sit. And it's not all his fault. Some of it is. The great deal maker needed to get with Ryan and McCarthy and other leadership in the Republican-led Congress, the Republican-led House in the first two years, and make this happen. He needed to get with Mitch McConnell. And make this happen. He needed to stop signing bills, uh, spending bills that did not include funding for border walls and an end to chain migration and an end to the visa diversity lottery and an end to the, uh, the asylum rules as we know them. All of these things could have been done and spearheaded by the president if he would have been a bulldog on it for two years, but he wasn't. So he does deserve some of the blame, not all of it. And now, at this particular point, he doesn't deserve any of it because the Democrats are loving every second of this. Customs and Border Protection made an urgent appeal to lawmakers on Wednesday, saying, quote, the breaking point has arrived. Commissioner Kevin uh, um, McAleenan said that the CBP was on track to make 100,000 arrests or denials of entry in the month of March. That's up 30% from last month and nearly double the same period last year. Speaking to reporters at a Border Patrol station near El Paso, McAleenan said he warned Congress of the unfolding chaos and called for immediate action to address this broken framework. Quote, that breaking point has arrived this week at our border. CBP is facing unprecedented humanitarian and border security crises all along our southwest border. And nowhere has that crisis manifested itself more acutely than here in El Paso. Now, mind you, now this is not political. I'm about to say something that's political, but again, this is about serious uh, um, non-political issues, and that is sovereignty. But El Paso is where Beto O'Rourke is from, Robert Francis O'Rourke. This is the Democrat candidate for president who's considered to be the superstar, you know, the rising superstar. He looks like Kennedy and all of this other stuff, right? Robert Francis O'Rourke is from El Paso, and Robert Francis O'Rourke has said on the record that he would tear down any existing border barriers that we have. He would tear them down, full-on open border. And with the border barriers we do have, we are already in crisis mode. So just let that sink in for a minute. Now, let me move away from the politics of it. I'm not trying to score political points for Republicans here. They have uh, a lot to be blamed for as well. McAleen and noted, uh, or actually, uh, Homeland Security officials had been warning Congress about the high number of incoming asylum seekers from Central America. The Washington Post reports that number is on pace to be the largest in more than a decade. McAleena noted his agency currently has 12,000 migrants in custody. He said U.S. Border Patrol stations are so overcrowded that the CBP is releasing migrants directly into the U.S. for the first time in more than a decade. For now, the Trump administration is reassigning 750 border inspectors to the area to help address the growing number of migrants. But I'll pause there and say this. What good do inspectors do? We don't need inspectors. We need space. We need centers, more detention centers. And we need a new law that says we can't keep, that we can keep them for longer than 20 days, especially if they have minor children. Because that's what they're counting on. 
They'll, they'll do their 20 days in a detention center, knowing full well, as Democrat lawyers meet them at the border, uh, that they have to be let go into the United States after that, instead of turned away and repatriated immediately. The commissioner blamed the surge of people on smugglers and U.S. laws that, said that uh, he said encouraged illegal immigration because migrants are virtually guaranteed to be released into the United States, according to the Post. When these people surrender to U.S. agents inside the border between the river and the U.S. fence, the migrants can declare their right for asylum. Thousands of more migrants are currently waiting in Mexico, and U.S. officials foresee them coming across the river in the coming weeks. This is not the first time Homeland Security officials have sounded an alarm about the southern border immigration. Earlier this month, Kirsten Nielsen, the Homeland Security Secretary, testified before a House Homeland Security Committee um, that she told and told lawmakers that the crisis is not manufactured. It is, quote, real, serious, and a sustained crisis at our borders. Make no mistake, this chain of human misery is getting worse. The current system is not working, she said. These increases will overwhelm the system entirely. This is not a manufactured crisis. This is truly an emergency. Democrats dismissed that, those concerns because Kirsten Nielsen works for, drumroll please, Donald Trump. And as such, she can't be trusted. She's just racist too. But how about the actual commissioner of Customs and Border Patrol? He's not working for the president. He works for the federal government. He worked for the federal government under Obama and other Leaders under Obama have said the same thing now. We are at crisis mode. We are in crisis mode. It is not manufactured. It is real. We're going to talk again to Maria Espinosa coming up. She uh, runs the Remembrance Project, a very important organization um, about illegal immigration and illegal immigrant crime. She'll join us next to discuss this growing, developing problem next on AM 1420 The Air. Yeah, pretty good music choice here to start the segment. I see what you did there. That's the immigrant song. If those who do not, for those who do not know, it's nine thirty-five. As we continue on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Thanks so much for joining us. So, uh, crisis doesn't even begin to uh, doesn't even begin to describe it. Again, uh, the report from Fox News I shared with you earlier. Uh, Secretary of Homeland Security Kirsten Nielsen is begging Congress to do something to change the, the rules. He says so many Central American families and unaccompanied minors have flooded in. They have nowhere to detain them and are simply releasing them into the country. Marisa Limon Garza with the Hope Border Institute in El Paso says she hopes authorities are helping migrants connect with nonprofits like theirs upon release. We're operating community wide all the way to Albuquerque, which is a four-hour drive, up to around 25 shelters on and off through different parts of the week. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen reportedly has written a letter asking Congress to give them authority to deport unaccompanied children home more quickly and hold families in detention together until their asylum cases are determined. Yeah, and that is exactly what needs to happen. Among other things, of course, we need to immediately be able to repatriate these people because we, if we run out of space and cannot hold them, we just cannot allow hundreds of thousands, and that's the number, 100,000 minimum in the month of March. They are estimating will be crossing the border uh, with U.S. permission in the month of March because we simply have nowhere to hold them. Joining us now to discuss, as promised, is Maria Espinosa. Maria is the uh, National Director of the Remembrance Project. Project, an organization that honors and remembers Americans and legal residents who have been killed by illegal aliens in this country. Maria, good to have you back on the air here in Cleveland. How are you? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks so much for having me on again. 
It is a pleasure to have you on, Maria. The work that you and the Remembrance Project does is very, very important. Um, what is your uh, What is your reaction to the news that we're getting um, uh, about the numbers? Uh, you know, the border patrol. You know, some people try to politicize this, and they don't want to listen to Kirsten Nielsen because she works for the Trump administration, and well, because of that, she must be racist, and she doesn't really think this is an emergency. But when you have the uh, commissioner of the Customs and Border Patrol telling us we are past the breaking point, we are at a place right now on our southern border that we have never been before. It is an absolutely chaotic situation that is both a security and a a humanitarian crisis. Absolutely. And we've known this for several years. You know, so, um, you know, why didn't Congress um, pass laws and change those loopholes, close those loopholes and asylum um, cases as well, address those? Um, You know, and uh, I put the blame squarely on former Speaker Paul Ryan, but nonetheless, here we are, and, you know, President Donald Trump, as he mentioned in his rally yesterday in Michigan, that, you know, he should just close the border then, and I think that's what has to be done. We have to shut that door and find out who's here, make sure the the Border Patrol and ICE are all getting the needed resources, and, you know, releasing people, foreigners, without permission, not vetting them, into our communities, Bob, as you know, is very dangerous. And it just seems like every single day there are Americans being killed by illegal aliens. And there are also reports that don't even make the headlines of killings of innocent Americans. And this is outrageous and treasonous for the legislature, for the Congress, to allow this to happen in our nation to be overrun and invaded this is way past a national emergency and something absolutely has to be done right away yeah i completely agree maria and and you know the the problem is you know talking about a border wall at this particular point in time sad to say because i do support the building of a border wall it would not stop this problem. As a matter of fact, more hiring more border agents wouldn't even stop this problem because uh, migrants are seeking out agents to turn themselves in because they know they're going to be released into the population. They don't have to just exactly. make a run for it any longer. They know uh, what the laws are, what our rules are, and so this, if the detention facilities are full, they know full well that they can come in. So the border wall won't change that. The only thing that can stop that is a change to the law. To the law. Oh, absolutely. We should repel them um, before they even get to the border. You know, we've known that during down here under the Obama administration that illegal aliens were coming in and um, not being turned away. The catch and release was continuing because of our the loophole. But also, you in October, I went to McAllen, and at that time, the caravans were headed that way. Then they... Um, turned up along the southern border, but now they're coming through El Paso. Um, you know, and I, I just wonder, you know, Bob, whether they're going to El Paso because that uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke has been so vocal and not wanting borders, <clears throat> trying to be a welcoming to foreigners who we don't even know are here and successfully attempting to erase our border. So that far left agenda is driving this national emergency, and those leftists do not care one bit for the safety of an American, regardless of your political leanings. So everyone needs to pay attention and demand that Congress act immediately. We have to repel these individuals and 
send a message. And also, we we must hold those other countries accountable who place their for their citizens on express buses straight to our border. Maria Espinosa is our guest. She is the national director for or of the uh, Remembrance Project, a very important organization that honors and remembers Americans and legal residents who have been killed by illegal aliens, and uh, and and obviously is concerned with trying to stop them. I mean, uh, Maria, we could we could sit here sadly and spend uh, a lot of time together going through case by case by case the number of illegal immig- uh, illegal aliens who are raping and or killing in the United States. I mean, I'm looking at a story from two days ago, an illegal alien convicted of rape in Kansas, uh, served seven years in prison, was deported, and is now back in Kansas. He just, you know, I mean, it's a porous border, right. so we deport criminal aliens and they come back. But the story that the, the left is telling, people like Robert Francis O'Rourke that you mentioned, uh, who wants to tear down any existing border barriers we have, let alone, you know, not build new ones, they want us to believe that all these people are coming into the United States are victims of oppression and victims of, of political, um, uh, uh, well, political oppression or, or economic oppression or other things, and that they're all good people who are just coming here to get a better life for themselves. There were a lot of very, very bad people crossing that border. Absolutely. And no one with a good intention, Bob, enters through your back door. You know, if these people are a good character, they will come through our front door, just like my father arrived, and like so many American citizens now and legal residents arrived. You know, they waited in line, they paid their dues, they, they did everything the right way, they asked for permission, and they assimilated. This is a complete invasion of our country. And, of course, the most egregious of all, as you mentioned, are the loss of life. And, you know, our organization, the Remembrance Project, brought the angel moms and dads and the angel family members to Donald Trump back in 2015. And if it had not been for Donald Trump entering that race for the presidency, I believe today that our families that we work with so closely, unfortunately, that there even has to be an organization like mine that it exists, um, I believe that we will still be talking to ourselves. As you can see what happened in the last two years with a Republican-run Congress, nothing was done. Sat on their hands and wasted two years, all the while the left hammered away at our America First president, accusing him of treasonous. And in my opinion, Bob, they have to be weeded out. They have to be brought to justice. And there are so many investigations that need to be done. But first and foremost, we need to protect this country. For those who don't quite understand the depth of the problem with respect to criminal illegal aliens, and of course, in my view, they are all criminals by breaking our law, uh, but beyond that, committing crimes in addition to their illegal immigration. Uh, I'm going to urge people to go to your web or your uh, Facebook page at the bare minimum. I'm looking at it right now. It's mm-hmm. the Remembrance Project, but the handle is at Stolen Lives Quilt. And well, uh, yes. Uh, Tell us about that, because I'm looking at some of the stolen lives in each of the posts on the Remembrance Project page. Uh, Dr. Kathleen Byam, a stolen life. Uh, um, uh, There's a host of them. Parker Moore, a stolen life. All of these victims of illegal immigration crime and and homicides in particular are being featured here. People need to know the real depth of this this problem and and, and how many uh, innocent people in this country have been victimized by illegal aliens who have no business being here absolutely and i'm glad you said that because we created the the 
stolen live quilt in 2009 in order to honor and remember these innocent Americans who are permanently separated from their loved ones. You know, we knew right away once we realized uh, what was taking place after learning about a sanctuary city in Houston, Texas, and their policies. Um, and actually, this came about, Bob, because a Houston police officer's widow, a wife filed a lawsuit against the city after her husband, Rodney Johnson, was killed. And Jocelyn is still fighting that battle um, with the city of Houston. And um, actually, I, I take that back. They might have uh, dismissed it time and time again. It went back and forth out of the courts. But um, she wanted these policies to change so that, that the officers would be safer and be able to report these illegal aliens when they were detained mm-hmm. by an officer report them to ICE. So we did investigating on our own and learned that it wasn't just Houston or Texas, but it, these killings were taking place all across the United States and realized quickly that we needed to connect the dots for American citizens so they could also be a voice and understand what was taking place right here on our own soil. And that's why we created the Still Alive Quilt. Um, and that's what you saw also with the mothers wearing the memorial shirts and holding the banners of their children and loved ones on stage and at rallies and at different events also. So, you know, we will have a new website coming up where every single one of your listeners can download one of these Stolen Life's Quilt memorial panels or the banner that memorializes three victims. Um, and we want them to mail them in to their elected officials and take them up to their city council hearings or to their state houses. Um, you know, we want to place all the information and the reminders of what America is losing because our legislators uh, on every level of government are not doing their jobs and holding true to their oaths. Maria Espinosa, our guest from the Remembrance Project. That's wonderful information, and thank you for the explanation of the quilt. Uh, It's very important, and I'm looking at the regular website as well, therememberanceproject.org. Make sure that you check that out. Uh, There's a lot of very important information there about what the Remembrance Project is in. They are working behind the scenes to get laws changed as well. They are sending messages to President Trump. No DACA, no deals, no amnesty, and more. It's a very important site. So it's therememberanceproject.org. And again, if you're on Facebook, Uh, Look for them there at the Remembrance Project and at Stolen Lives Quilt. Uh, Maria Espinosa, keep up the great work that you're doing. Let's keep the pressure on. I know your organization and many others are doing the same. We've got to get this thing under control. I thank you so much for spreading the, uh, the word with us this morning. You're very welcome, Bob, and thank you for being a voice for the voiceless. God bless you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. All right, it's uh, 948. The Bob France Authority right back after this on AM 1420. The Answer. Hey, my friends, Bob France here, and I want to ask you a quick question. How's your health? How are you feeling? You feeling good? Are you sleeping well at night? Do you have enough energy during the day? How are the joints feeling these days? Are you carrying around any extra weight? If you have any of those problems, I want to talk to you about Calitrin because it is designed to alleviate all of the above, give you better sleep, give you more energy, uh, kind of soothe that joint pain, and help you lose weight, which, of course, is good health for all of us. Now, Calitrin is not drugs. It is completely 100% all natural, and it is uh, the kind of weight loss that is healthy weight loss. We're not going to promise you 10 pounds gone in five days the way some of these drug products do that, by the way, also impact other medications you might be taking. Calitrin is very, very different. My friend, Elizabeth from Calitrin, actually experienced this herself 
and uh, she'll tell you exactly how that worked. Oh my goodness! I really, I really, truly love this product. I, I had a baby a couple of years ago, and I gained a, a little bit of weight, uh, or a lot of weight, maybe I should say, a lot of weight um, with that pregnancy. And after, uh, you know, after I had her, I was, I was just struggling to lose the weight, and I wanted something safe. I wanted something natural. Calatrin helped me lose that weight. I lost 40 pounds, and I've kept that off for two years now, and now I just use the product for maintenance. You're not saying, hey, take the stimulant product and lose the weight. and You know, it's it's good for you, so you can, you don't have to worry about, you know, it hurting anyone. It's, it's 100% all natural and safe. So she used it to lose weight after pregnancy, and we can all use it to lose weight no matter what our conditions are, and we're going to make it easy for you right now with this special offer from Calitrin. Buy one proven 90-day supply of Calitrin, get $20 off the price, and get two months free. That's right. Just call this phone number, 833-TOP-LOSS, 833-TOP-LOSS, or log on to toploss.com. And when you use the promo code AUTHORITY, you'll get that special deal. 90-day supply, $20 off, two months free. That's 833-TOP-LOSS by phone or online at toploss.com with the promo code of five. Yeah, let this play a little bit. It's one of my favorites. Make that up a little bit, too. Actually, the song is a little bit inaccurate, to be uh, be 100% honest. It used to be no fun because you used to be caught and deported. And that's no fun if you're an illegal alien. But now you're you're given a free pass to go into the American city of your choice. Go ahead and find a find a job. Take it away from an American citizen or a legal immigrant. Uh take up our resources. Get free health care. Get free education. Yeah, it is fun being an illegal alien right now in the United States of America. It was supposed to be the opposite of that. The election of President Trump was supposed to make that not the case anymore. But that's not the way things are going at this particular moment in time. We'll come back to that if you wish. We are guest-free the rest of the way. Thanks again to Maria Espinosa. But the rest of the way between now and 11 o'clock, we're guest-free. So it's free-for-all Friday. Whatever the uh, Whichever of the news stories that you want to get into today, or perhaps one that we have not yet gotten in- into all week long, but you think I need to be aware of, please dial 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Let me pivot to this. I hold in my hands a letter from... Our friend Peter Kersenow, who is a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights, he wrote this letter to the mayor of San Antonio, Texas. This does not have to do with illegal um, immigration. This has to do with free speech. This has to do with freedom of religion. This has to do with Chick-fil-A. If you did not know this, the city of San Antonio, San Antonio Council, by way, uh, with the approval of the mayor, has banned Chick-fil-A from opening up a restaurant in the San Antonio airport along with a whole bunch of other places that have, uh, or uh, uh, businesses that have restaurants in the airport. They were turned away from uh, the San Antonio airport. Why? Well, for really good reasons, of course, because Chick-fil-A is bigoted. Chick-fil-A doesn't believe in gay marriage. And because Chick-fil-A practices Christian doctrine, they don't have any place at the table in San Antonio. Peter Kirsten now wrote the following to the mayor of San Antonio. 
Dear Mayor Nuremberg, I write as one member of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights and not on behalf of the Commission as a whole to address the bigoted virtue signaling displayed by your city council in banning Chick-fil-A from the San Antonio airport. If the city council had banned Chick-fil-A from the airport because its members hate the tastiest chicken sandwiches in creation, there would be no constitutional violation. The city council, however, explicitly banned Chick-fil-A because of the company's charitable donations to religious organizations. Fortune reports, quote, With this decision, the city council reaffirmed the work our city has done to become a champion of equality and inclusion, end quote, said city councilman Roberto Trevino. Quote, San Antonio is a city full of compassion, and we do not have room in our facilities for a company with a history of anti-LGBTQ behavior, end quote. The lack of self-awareness in that statement is astonishing, writes Kersenow. Exclusion in the name of ostensible inclusion. Intolerance in the name of tolerance. The First Amendment protects the free speech rights of contractors in their dealings with government officials. That means the government officials are prohibited from terminating contractors based on their speech. Speech includes monetary donations to organizations that government officials may not like. And as First Amendment scholars point out, Governments may not refuse to hire contractors because of their speech, nor may they pressure contractors into taking action against a third party. In 2013, writes Peter Kersenow to the San Antonio mayor, the commission held a hearing, meaning his commission, the Commission on Civil Rights, held a hearing on conflicts between non-discrimination and religious liberty. The types of conflicts envisioned at that briefing were cake bakers who were asked to bake cakes for same-sex weddings and Catholic nuns required to provide contraceptive coverage. These were legitimate constitutional issues. The idea of a city council banning a fast food restaurant because the restaurant's owners gave money to organizations that espoused traditional religious beliefs in regard to marriage would have been too far-fetched to even consider. Yet here we are with the council of a city named for a Catholic saint, singling out a fast food restaurant for, uh, for oh my goodness, Peter, did you have to do this? Peter always gives us new words of the day. His vocabulary is ridiculous. Uh, a fast food rest- restaurant for opprobrium. There's one for you to look up. And disparate treatment because the owners gave money to religious organizations that share the Catholic Church's view of marriage. I respectfully suggest that by that standard, city council's got a lot more banning to do. What an amazingly stupid time to be alive. I urge the city council, writes Peter Kersenow, to rescind its ban of Chick-fil-A. Failing that, I expect Chick-fil-A will sue city council members in their official and personal capacities. I doubt the taxpayers of San Antonio will consider the legal fees and damages the city will incur to be worth council members' exercise in moral vanity. Sincerely, Peter Kersenow, Commissioner. CC, San Antonio City Council and Governor Greg Abbott. The latter is an important one. The fact that Governor Greg Abbott was copied on this, because Governor Greg Abbott has promised, actually by way, I think, of his... um, Uh, of his attorney general, an investigation into San Antonio's banning, the San Antonio City Council, I should say, uh, um, banning of Chick-fil-A at the San Antonio airport. 
they are don't they're not taking this very lightly at all in the uh, in the highest offices in the great state of Texas. As a matter of fact, it was just yesterday. I want to say Kersenow's letter went out on Tuesday, and it was just yesterday. Greg Abbott announced uh, that the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton will begin an investigation into the San Antonio City Council for violating the constitutional rights of Chick-fil-A. Abbott said in a tweet that this action by San Antonio has the stench of religious discrimination. Quote, Texas Attorney General will investigate San Antonio's ban on Chick-fil-A at the airport. The ban has the stench of religious discrimination against Chick-fil-A. And then it uh, uh, links to an article about the Attorney General, Ken Paxton, doing this. The Attorney General announced on uh, Thursday, yesterday, quote, The Constitution's protection of religious liberty is somehow even better than Chick-fil-A's chicken. <laughs> uh, he said, unfortunately, I have serious concerns that both are under assault at the San Antonio airport. So... Uh, terrible, terrible, wanton religious discrimination going on in San Antonio is the bad news. But the good news is there are strong constitutional conservatives like Greg Abbott and Ken Paxton who are going to, and Peter Kersenow who are going to challenge this at every turn. All right, it's 10 o'clock, hour number one in the books. I've got another great hour in store for you. If you want to be a part of it, dial now, 216-901-0945. It's free for all Friday on AM 1420 The Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.